Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio out here at Optus Stadium. Remember to shop winter at TKD. And we are, as always, brought to you thanks to Isuzu Ute. You can live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max. See your Isuzu Ute dealer today. Well... We saw Josh Kennedy at Optus Stadium on Saturday night, uh, carrying off one of uh, West Coast's retiring heroes. He joins us on the show today. Josh, welcome. Good morning, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, mate. You've got a grand final coming up this weekend, is that right? <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah. We, well, we haven't been in the grand final. It's been 19 years, so we uh, we play railways. So railways, um, yeah, uh, beat brigades who finished on top uh, this year in the prelim. And, yeah, so we've got railways on Saturday, which will be cool. So you've had a two-week recovery time? Yeah, just just feeling better. I should be able to go to training tomorrow night. Well, probably Friday, I think, is when I'll be able to get up and train again. But, yeah, I've just recovered. The knees started to slowly come down. Yeah. <laughs> How big does it swell when you play <laughs> these days, Josh? Nah, it just gets a bit achy. You know, I have my bursa in the back of my knee, which kind of fills up. All the fluid kind of just goes to the back, so it's just this big hard lump. But it's starting to drain, which is cool. That's good. Pleased to hear it. Um, Adam, Adam Simpson, the board, confirmed their unanimous endorsement for him to continue last night. Is it the right call? Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been a big, big year. I think with um, obviously Simo and uh, this last few weeks with a lot of speculation that he was um, yeah, obviously going. Uh, give him a, a, a match that um, you know, celebrate his farewell, and then now he's not. Like it's, it's interesting being hearing a lot of the noise that goes around it. But um, obviously the board has you know um, worked their way through it and decided um, that Simo's the best man for the job. And yeah, it's it's great that um, he gets another chance at building this next generation of players coming through the. There'll be a fair few list changes, I'd say. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a new group going forward. And um, Simo has the links with a lot of the key players there. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be uh, great to see Simo take this kind of next generation of players to, um, to the next phase of this football club. So we've talked over the last couple of weeks about Adam, given the speculation around his position. You didn't seem sure that he'd get the opportunity. Um, were you surprised at all by the decision? Or do you, did you feel that um, after... The, the the support I guess we've seen for Adam over the last couple of weeks that uh, he was more likely than unlikely to survive. Yeah, well, it's been different. I suppose you look externally and the amount of heat that come from the media and then also you know social media and his fans and members and then there was a little change in a swing towards the back end of this year with you know petitions when he gets signed and yeah look it's just great to to be able to see him come through and um, you know lead this next generation of players. The other thing you mentioned is that you felt he could adapt and change. What changes does Adam need to make to be more of a development coach and less of a, a, an execution coach, if you like, that, that, that coaches a group of senior players that are contending? Oh, well, I just think that he just he, he probably needs the right people around him. So there, there could be some changes in the coaching list. Um, you know, in terms of that development kind of package, yeah, I think there's going to be some more resources put into that area, which is going to help with a lot of these kids come through. So... Um, I'd say that, yeah, in terms of the coaching panel there, 
there might be some additions, there might be some changes, um, but I think that's probably where um, they'll spend a lot of resources on getting getting it right in that department. And clearly a major problem for Adam over the past two seasons has been injury. It was COVID and injury in 2022 in your last season and then just injury in 2023. Um, what do they need to do to get to the bottom of that? I know that some of it's bad luck and some of these are impact yeah. injuries, but there's a lot of soft tissue stuff as well in there. Yeah, definitely. There has been a lot of soft tissue. So uh, um, obviously with uh, with Warren Crawford leaving and there'll be some new uh, kind of replacements going into that role, um, the game's always constantly changing. So making sure that the fitness staff are always up to date with the demands that, that come with the game. And, and then also, yeah, building that durability of players. Um, sometimes they can come through draft. It's pretty hard to pick that early, especially, um, you know, with, with kids coming through at that age and the changes of the body that, that they make. But, um, yeah, it's the, I think the pre-seasons, I think a lot of the fitness tests, um, a lot of the running components will probably change a bit and that will be due to the, the facts of, yeah, kind of experience that's coming from the demands of footy um, and the knowledge now out there. Oscar Allen included in the All-Australian squad, which is a remarkable performance and 53 goals is a remarkable performance given the supply that was in front of him for a lot of the year. Tell us about his season. Oh, mate, he's been fantastic. Been a shining light this year, um, coming off a year of not playing any footy and then, um, you know, having a good pre-season and working his way. Now, he's been pretty banged up, but I think that comes with the role. And, um, yeah, for him to be able to kind of stand up when, you know, um, I suppose in terms of stats for, you know, the club and, and, and the players and the and the team on, you know, inside 50s have been really low, um, but still giving him his, his chance with opportunities to be able to have those shots um, and being able to convert and, you know, uh, Averaging two goals a season um, over the course of his career is pretty hard, and he's been able to do that this year, which is great. So, kicking his 53, it's yeah, it's a great season um, for a minimal supply of football as a forward, and um, yeah, de- deservedly right um, to be put in the All Australian squad. What makes him a great player, Josh? Um, I think this is his ability to get better every week. Um, he's, he's been able to adapt, you know, one from you know certain injuries in his body, and still being able to push through and get get through a game and play consistent, um, always working on his craft, um, you know, regardless of whether he kicks four or five goals, there'll always be something that he'll pinpoint in a game that he'll, um, he'll continually work on that week or find, you know, just to build his, build his weaknesses and, um, you know, which complement his strengths. So um, that's probably something that I reckon why he's, he's a good player and he's had a consistent year this year. Um, and, you know, as long as his body holds up, um, I'm sure that we'll, we'll keep seeing that consistency from Oscar. We've seen Jack Darling at less than his best for two years now. It happened last year off the interrupted preparation. It happened again this year and probably off an interrupted preparation again, to be fair to Jack, because he had the, I think it was the ankle concern in the run into round one. Can we see Jack Darling somewhere near his best again before the end of his career or is he on the decline, do you think? Oh, look, I think that the consistency from Jack, you know, um, will still be there. Um, he's always working on his craft and, look, he hasn't been able to play to the best of his ability this year, you know, in terms of the standards that, that he wants and, and probably, um, you know, everyone expects him to play. But um, he's always working on his fitness. He's always working on his strength. He's, you know, he's contested. Contested part of his game is, is his biggest strength. And when we don't see that, you know, we always kind of, um, you know, think that he's not playing his role. But um, there's so many other aspects to his game that he brings. And, um, you know, 
as you get older, um, you know, sometimes things you have to adapt to how your body is and how the game's changing, and, and Jack will do that. But um, Jack still has um, that ability to play some consistent footy for this football club, which he has for most of his career. He's done all right for a 191-centimetre power forward, hasn't he, really? Like, if you look yeah. at some of the midfielders around, like Jai Cully, for example, who will play midfielder forward if he makes it in the AFL, he's 194 yeah. centimetres. So he's three yeah. centimetres taller than than Jack Dillon is. Yeah, I know. And the, um, I suppose the, the last – well, the change over the last probably at least five to seven years is – has been the calibre of, uh, I suppose, new draftees coming through in those key position roles. And, you know, they're all nearly 198, 200 centimetres plus. They have arms longer than uh, than any of us have. And, you know, it's um, their, their power and ability as an athlete, you know, has grown. So um, for a 191 centimetre going against a 200 centimetre player with a long reach, you know, um, and still being able to take a mark, it's pretty good. Tell us about Saturday night. You were involved. You were there. Was it a special occasion to send off the three champions? Oh, look, it was very emotional. Um, being down the warm-up and seeing him go through that and then obviously being on, on field when, when Luke ran out and, and, and Bunger and um, seeing Nick out there with, with Britain and little Bub. And, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was quite emotional. And then, um, you know, I'm pretty grateful that, that Boots asked me to be able to carry him off and, um, you know, kind of go through that last stage of... Of putting, yeah, dragging him off the ground and um, seeing him with his family and seeing the fans and the appreciation that he's had as a player, as, as well as Bunger and Nick. It, um, yeah, it was quite emotional being out there, mate. I um, I did want to see Bunger just drift up the ground and try a Tory from 55 in the last two minutes. That was the... <laughs> I, think, I think we all did. <laughs> um, Luke's goal... Uh, when he ran onto the loose ball in the first quarter and just exploded onto the left foot and drilled it through. It was a reminder of what he was as a player, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah his ability to be able to push forward um, from the centre bounce or, you know, whatever clearance it is and be on the end of a goal, you know, it's, all, it's why we loved and why it was exciting to watch Luke Shirley. So um, for him to do it first, you know, on his left as well, um, which, you know, he probably doesn't have as much distance as he did when he first started. But, um, yeah, the skills he's had and, and the ability to kick both feet and seeing those goals on his left were always always pretty special. And I think for him to do it early, especially when um, the boys were playing pretty well, um, yeah, got the crowd up and about. You could argue that four real core players of that successful West Coast era are gone. Yourself last year and then Shuey, Nat Nui and Hearn this year. If I asked you to nominate four youngsters at the club, and I'm talking younger than Oscar Allen, who would they be? Who are the four you think will emerge as those real core stars and leaders of the next West Coast group that contends? Yeah. You obviously, you're looking at Hewitt, Jimby and Long if you go on that young. Um, those three definitely there are sitting in terms of the consistency they've had this year and the way they played and seeing their ability to, you know, kind of stand up against, you know, some of the best in the AFL. Um, it obviously is it is pretty exciting. Um, and then if you look towards those older guys, I know you said Young and Oscar, but, but Oscar and Dago, I think, you know, um, are really coming into that calibre of, of being players who will, who will really lead the club forward and, um, you know, being those legacy players that, um, that Simo talks about. Is one of them the next captain, you think? Josh, one of Liam or Oscar? I think so. I think obviously, yeah, a lot of talk with those two and Tom Barras. And um, I think with uh, the group this year and what they've been through and, and seeing, um, I suppose, Oscar and, 
and Dugo both playing consistent footy. I know TB's had a few injuries and illness stuff this year, and um, you know still leads from the front. Uh, but yeah, I think out of out of those two. Um, yeah, it'll be quite interesting to see which way the group goes, but um, all three players will do their role and do their job if they do get that, that and, and relish being a captain of the West Coast Eagles. Um, but yeah, um, obviously Dago and, and, and Oscar um, probably got a few more years um, over uh, over TV and yeah, it'll be interesting to see which way the group goes, but all three, you know, strong enough to lead this club and be the next next captain of the, of the West Coast Eagles. If I put you on the spot and asked you which one you would pick out of all of them, which one would you pick out of all of them? Oh, uh, I would. I would probably go. I'd probably go Duggo, and that's only purely because um, of Oscar and being a forward and having that pressure. I know we'd love to relish it, um, but sometimes it can be quite difficult as a forward, depending on your supply and stuff. Whereas Duggo can be in, a, in around the game to make that impact. So I'll probably I'll probably go a little bit less field with that and say say Duggo. I absolutely agree with you. So I, I love it when you agree with me, Josh. I mean, that's fantastic. Um, just on Liam Duggan, I reckon his footy has gone to a, a fresh level this year and the move to the midfield has been, to me, integral to that. Um, what have you noticed about him that's different to the Liam Duggan you played alongside? Oh, there hasn't been much difference in terms of the traits that have always been there. It's probably just his ability to enhance them and, and be consistent at them. And he's always a hard nut at the footy. Um, he's pretty clean with his hands. Um, his, his kicking ability to find someone, his composure has been something that um, always stands out. And um, being able to adjust position going from back to midfield, I've always loved and he's handled that really well. So um, I think he's just grown and enhanced his his ability um, in those strengths that he's always had, and um, the consistency is just is constantly being there, which is which is great. And um, yeah, I have no doubt if he got that role as a captain, um, he, he'd really stand up in in big games and um, moments to lead the lead the footy club. But um, yeah, I think his ability to adapt and um, has, has been been something that I've admired over the course of his career. Of course, we talked about Oscar being in the All-Australian squad, but one bloke I reckon might have been a bit unlucky to miss out on the All-Australian squad, not necessarily the team, Tim Kelly. His form yeah. over the last month has been pretty stunning, hasn't it? Oh, mate, I think this this, this whole year, um, considering, you know, the, uh, the clearances and, you know, possession of football and, and everything like the, the year and the stats that he's had, uh, when we've been when we've been struggling, it's um yeah it's been amazing to watch and he has been someone who's really stood up and um, played to the best of his ability um, and has really driven I suppose those standards on field when things have been really really tough so he's always constantly working on his craft he's very skillful um, clean at the footy and um, yeah I think he's played a, a really important role um, I suppose in the team this year even even when the year hasn't been that great so it's great to see him I know. All Australian squad, you know, you think at least he'd get in there. I think he's had the most touches for for West Coast for a year, more than Juddy and, and, and Benny ever had. So, um, yeah, he's um, he's done pretty well. Yeah, I'm tipping the next time you play the Western Bulldogs, someone will be playing on Tim Kelly after what happened there in, I think round, they would, yeah. in round 23, <laughs> I reckon. Um, yeah. What's an acceptable result for West Coast in 2024, do you think? Uh, I think well, anything off the bottom of the ladder, you know, you probably want to have some consistency in the way they're playing. Now, they might not win enough games to push up to the finals, but, you know, um, uh, I think 
in terms of the consistent uh, consistency in their pressure and effort in games um, that they've 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 either won or played really well and competed. If that becomes, you know, three or four more of those games there's a possibility of a chance of winning and, um, you know, getting those extra numbers up. I'm sure they'll be off the bottom of the ladder next year. Um, they will be a little bit younger. Um, so, the, you know, that inconsistency in, in kind of effort from those players, you know, will be hit or miss. But um, I think that they'll be off the bottom of the ladder next year and I think they'll grow with that, that consistency in effort and pressure, which we've seen this year when they bring it. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty good to watch everything else flows from that. If the West Coast decides to take Harley Reid with pick one and they ask you to tell Harley Reid why he should come and stay, what would you be saying to him? Oh, well, I just think that the opportunity at, at, a, at a successful club of, of the AFL, you know, there's not many clubs that have been around for 36 years, played in seven grand finals, won four flags. Majority of the time in finals, had their ups and downs through the cycles, but pull himself out of the um, of that pit pretty quick. And, you know, history shows that we've been able to do that. So as much as it probably looks tough from the outer over here, the club is, is, is always strong off the field, um, internally building to be the best they can be and be a finals contender. Um, and being a young kid, uh, I suppose, looking at that. Um, and the talent, he, you know, everyone's talking about him as number one, so he, he must be pretty good. So um, being a part of, uh, I suppose, the journey of a club being from the bottom and pushing through to finals and maybe one day winning the grand final, um, I think it would be a pretty cool journey to be a part of. And you'll just take him up to Horrocks Beach every now and again and show him a bit of uh, uh, a bit of the finer side of West West Australian life if he comes and stays as well. I'll bet. Well, I think he's a country boy, so I think he'll enjoy getting up north if he wants to come. He's, he can, he's welcome anytime. Yep, up north, down south. There's a bit to see in WA and a pretty good place to live, <laughs> I have to say. Josh, yep. as always, a pleasure to talk to you. We'll uh, we'll keep touching base with you over the next few weeks. Get your thoughts on the finals because I think we've got a pretty good September ahead of us, I reckon, in the AFL. So thanks so much for your time yep. today. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Josh Kennedy, of course, as always, joins us on Tuesday. What do you think? You can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736 or give us a call on the open line on 13 12 55. We'll be back with more after the break.